Welcome to episode 239 of the All the Book Show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. We talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm Nick Gunning. And we're not talking about anything else other than those book things, because Nick just doesn't want to have any conversations. Do you remember last week when you kept saying audio awards? Yes. Instead, And then you were like, no, I mean audio awards. No, I mean audio awards. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. And... I'm bringing it up because today we can talk about the Audi Awards. So I didn't want you to get confused. Oh, no. I didn't want you to get yeah. confused. All right. Let's 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 get into this. Eh. Did we already introduce ourselves? Yeah. I okay. said I'm Eric Michaels. I'm not going to. You've already done it. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> Do you want to just dive right into Bookmark? Anything else you want to talk about first? Uh, bug, 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 bug. Chris Evans. Okay. Funny guy. Yeah, yes. you say that, but I, I If mean, you think Chris Evans is funny, please call in. He was funny. We're now accepting calls. For Chris Evans I quote, being funny. I quote Chris Evans from Scott Pilgrim when he's uh, like, <laughs> that's actually hilarious. Yeah. I do that, that one all the he's time. He's a funny guy. I guess I don't think of him as a... I wouldn't think like, oh, what a funny guy that Chris his, Evans his is. Original, his original like shtick was being like the funny kind of jerk, schmarmy guy. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's And true. then he became Captain America. You're right. Fantastic Four. You know. Yeah. It's been a long time since I saw those movies. All right. Well, all and right. the other movies he's been in where he's been... I mean, think? you just saw Knives Out. That was like old Chris Evans in a new movie. Was he funny in that? He was like a jerk. Okay. Oh, boy. Please, again, just call in. We are now accepting calls. <laughs> uh, I, You know what? I would like to know, if you consider Chris Evans to be a funny actor, soundcloud.com slash all the books or all the book show over on Twitter, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. What a weird question, but I guess. That's fine. Yeah, let's just jump into the old bookmark mini coop. <laughs> just jump into the mini coop. This is better than the the bookmark hot tub that we had. We're last driving time, to the hot so. tub. Oh, d- <laughs> darn it! What have I been reading? Yeah, you keep asking me. Our current process is not indicative of me reading mm. a lot right now, so mm-hmm. I'm really having to stretch what I consider a bookmark these days. Okay, but so the point is, I'm still reading Altered Carbon, and okay. it's not my fault, and it's not as bad as it we sounds. We are recording multiple episodes quickly together, <laughs> so in Eric's defense. This is also a long book. It's like uh-huh. 500 pages. Yeah. Very small print. Mm. I'm having to learn new words. That's where they get you with that print. Yeah. You didn't know what carbon meant? I didn't know what carbon meant or altered. Huh. Or bat. Huh. Okay. Sometimes they well, say, hey, pass the salt. And I'm like, salt. What's that? Salt. That's really informative. I'm, yeah. glad. I'm glad you're having that experience. <laughs> anyway, I'm still liking the book. Okay. I'm probably not going to watch the show. Okay. Seen any good uh, movies or TV shows or anything? What are you watching right now? Over the weekend, I watched MLS. Soccer. Major League Soccer. Okay. Because I got ESPN Plus. So I just watched a whole bunch of uh, yes. soccer. I watched the New England Revolutions, which are my team yeah. now, mm-hmm. lose. So that was yes. to Montreal. Sorry to hear that. That was a bummer. And we were in Montreal. Uh, so we traveled to Canada. To lose. We lost. And Pretty it was rough because like we almost we should have had a goal, but it hit the post. Oh. And then we should have had another goal, and it just... Like it was just so open, mm. and he just kicked it mm-hmm. off into the. It was like he thought one of the attendees was the goal. Yeah, he was like, I'll, "I'm going to get rid of that I, guy." I guess so. so. Your team, you decided you're rooting for the Sounders. Yeah, congratulations, you yeah. won. Okay, well, yeah. I'm really happy about it. Yeah, I. T- you got to get me if you want me to get into this. You got to get me swag. That's all I I'm saying. Get you swag. You yeah. want to give me like a hoodie that says Seattle Sounders? Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. If hey, you want to learn more say. about soccer, you can go back to episode 197, where my old high, uh, college buddy Chris Casali joined us to talk all about the many, many soccer books that he's read. Yeah. I was about to say. Yes. I I think that was it. ESPN Plus comes with MLS, Major okay. League Soccer. Sure. But also doing that podcast, I was like, you know what? I'm just doing it. Chris Casali is the one I'm who just got getting you into wow. soccer. 
doing wow. that episode. Okay. I was just like, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. Let's do this. I still can't. I mean, he, he said he'd read 50, over 50 soccer books. Yeah. That's a lot. You've read a lot of... Uh, Murder, She Wrote? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. You're right. You're right. Also, <laughs> judge. I, I read um, Rogue's ongoing series called Rogue. Okay. Because uh, she had a mini series yeah. in '95, right? And I then recall. in like 2004, she had an ongoing series, but it only lasted for 12 issues. Because surprise, surprise, most X-Men characters are not solo characters. Yes. Anyways, I'll read a Rogue comic though. Though I, I hadn't did, until now. So I guess I, I don't... did like that two volume Cyclops series. Did you ever read that? Yeah. Did you like it? I talked about it on this podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't remember every book you've ever read. <laughs> really? Did you like it? Most of the time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty good. Anyways, this comic I, from 2004, this Rogue 12-issue series from 2004, if you're interested, isn't that great? Mm. So, And the art in the second half, I, I it's like somebody like... Oh, yeah. You shared that tweet. And right? It was horrifying. It's like yeah. s- the person was drawing Rogue from a description somebody yep. gave of him of seeing their child draw Rogue <laughs> on a napkin. It was it was brutal. It looked like... Anyway... We, we learn about her past. Okay. I always forget that Rogue had like a mysterious past. I wouldn't say it was yeah, mysterious. Right, that's true. We just didn't know. Didn't know a ton. And it wasn't like we were like, but what's her real name? It's Anne-Marie. What do you think of the uh, the rumors about Captain Marvel 2 possibly introducing some X-Men and possibly it being Rogue? Yeah. Do, have you heard that? Yeah. Do you think there's any meat to that? Or you think I don't know. Just... But I mean, be Makes the way sense. to go. If I, was, if I was into Captain Marvel, yeah. I wouldn't want that because then like Captain Marvel loses her powers. Right. I don't know. Mm. And also, wouldn't you rather see what Captain Marvel was doing after the end of that first movie? Yeah. Where she was like going off, spoiler, yeah, for Captain Marvel 2019. <laughs> she goes off to space. Wouldn't you rather see that? It, it's weird. It's Probably. Anyway. Episode 186, Spotlight on Captain Marvel. Oh, if you yeah. want more about that, yeah. you can go back. I've seen some rumors that Wolverine might be in it. He has a like a connection to uh, Carol mm-hmm. Danvers and Rogue and whatnot. I don't know. I'm... Interested, but also worried. It's not like Marvel cares about the X-Men at all yeah. in any capacity. But we do. Go back to episode 198. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, That's it. Is then. that it for you? Yeah, I haven't seen any new movies. Nothing? No. Okay. I can't think of one. I, I saw, mean, I've been watching Picard. I saw a new movie last night called Olympic Dreams. Have you heard of this? No. I heard Nick Kroll on The Daily Show talking about this movie, and it was all filmed in the Olympic Village in Korea, mm-hmm. and it's basically just like two actors and a cameraman doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I watched it last night, and we loved it. It was it was such an interesting, cool movie. It's mm-hmm. just Nick Kroll plays a dentist who volunteers to like live and work in the Olympic Village mm-hmm. during the course of the Olympics so that he can help people's teeth right and alexi papas who is actually a former olympian plays an olympian who's competing and they sort of strike up a friendship that goes a little romantic but they have crazy chemistry Mm. and it is just one of the most pleasant movies i think i've ever seen Mm. like we just sort of sat there just like this is so nice you know it was really it wasn't like you know you see nick kroll and you assume it's like a certain kind of humor i wouldn't really call it a comedy like it's Mm. more drama i guess mm-hmm. i mean just a, a romantic but i really liked it i don't know yeah. if you would like it maybe i like about a boy yeah that's good <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> anyway that's olympic dreams it's brand yeah. new it just came out but it's streaming now and go find it and watch it because mm-hmm. I, I loved it mm-hmm. uh, as for books let's see what have i been into well uh, i read the queens of france by thornton wilder so my brother was recently in the show and i missed it but i wanted to like find out more about the show it was a blizzard 
It was it yeah it was like a whiteout blizzard. But anyway, this is a it's a fun it's a fun play. It's about this guy who's basically his whole thing is just convincing people that they are actually royalty, and he's like bilking them out of their money and has mm-hmm. been doing it for a very very long time. As you see, mm-hmm. as the play progresses, didn't a woman just get arrested and like go to court for doing the exact same thing? Oh, maybe like, maybe a New York socialite. Maybe she was a big uh, Thornton Wilder fan. Maybe. But anyway, it's it's a fun the script. I, I really like that. Um, I'm I. You know, the big one that people always say, Our Town, Thornton Wilder's Our Town, oh. which I feel the same way. I cannot stand oh. that play. But I really I really loved the no- novel Theophilus North. I would I rather watch about. a bunch of like 40-year-old 40 40 middle-aged <laughs> people comes. play Annie huh. than see Our Town performed by anybody <laughs> ever again. <laughs> Look, I'd I, rather see a 50-year-old woman whose kids are off at college you're and looking, don't call <laughs> playing Annie than I would rather see anybody uh, that is a hard in our life, town though, when you think about <laughs> it yeah so i don't like that but i did like queens of france and mm-hmm. as far as his novels go theophilus north which we talked about on a hidden gem episode a long time ago yeah uh i, I really like quite a bit so okay. anyway read that uh i read revenge of the sith by matthew stover talked a little bit about this in the past it's yeah. a very unusual it's a most unusual star wars book i've ever read and that it's it's got this like it's got this distance this na- the narrator sort of takes a distance from it and is very like there's a lot of segments that are like this is what it feels like to be anakin skywalker this is where his power transcends and like it's written in that style which doesn't really seem like it would work but it did i found it pretty effective hmm. i liked it, it worth sounds like you love the prequels now <laughs> this did i mean this did really smooth out a lot of the problems i have with that it made the relationships actually make sense and that you know you got a better a better sense of scope and trajectory so you know, if you're not a fan of the of the prequels, um, but are curious about the story, I mean, this this was a really good, uh, really good story. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna read the sequel? What is that called? The Dark Lord of the Sith. Yeah, probably not. Okay, you want me to? <laughs> Just seems weird that you would read the novelization of Revenge of the well, Sith. Well, I read it. I read it for a book club with some friends. So yeah. you know, if there's one right before, isn't it like Labyrinth of Evil? Labyrinth of like Evil. James Lucino. I yeah. Think, but Have I you ever found either. a labyrinth of good? Have you ever been in a labyrinth? Like, you know what? I think the construction of this place was pure-hearted. I have never been in a labyrinth and felt safe. Mm. I've been in a corn maze that was fun. Mm. Do you think that counts? I've got lost in a corn maze. Makes sense. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Oh, oh, my gosh. This one. I also finished Cyborg, Volume 2, Danger in Detroit. Quick question. Do they yes. bring up the point that he is a cyborg in Detroit like RoboCop? Huh. No, they do not. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Well, this was such a weird book. This whole this is the second volume of this Rebirth Cyborg run. And Rebirth. They just do not know what they're doing mm. with this character and with this run and with this Cyborg. setting. It goes like within the course of one issue. Mm-hmm. There's like a Rat King, Ooh. like a Ninja Turtle style Ninja Turtle's Rat, Rat King. King. Yeah, I'm sending in. like I thought it was going to be like some sort of like techno rat, but it was just like he was just controlling rats mm-hmm. and like Detroit. Like rats uh-huh. were like eating cyborg, uh-huh. and then th- with in the same issue, he's transported to an eight bit world that he created with a friend, and he has to fight like eight bit video game monsters. It's just all over the place. Hmm. I think the eight bit story would have been fun <laughs> if we could have just followed that, yeah. but it was just like, what happened to the rats? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. It was bad. I don't recommend it. I had sorry. a Ninja Turtles episode on tape where the Rat King like took over an art museum oh, and whatnot. Yes. And like at some point they mess with the air conditioning, so the whole like place is filled with snow now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is that the one where April is uh, replaces like a princess or something who looks like her? 
Oh, no. Okay, not well that then, episode. Okay, well, then I had a tape that had both of those episodes oh. on it. Okay. Classic Ninja Turtles. I had one where, like, uh, Donatello ended up, I don't know, they ended up in another dimension and, like, everything was going to explode, but they found out they had, like, a kid's toy oh. was the thing. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. I had a few of the tapes. I would watch I the, the Ninja pilot. Turtles. I, that was, right I watched the pilot quite a bit. That show gets weird and trippy, though. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah. It goes crazy. Yeah. That's it for what I finished. I'm currently reading the Oysterville Sewing Circle by one Susan Wiggs. Uh, Susan's going to be here at the library in one month's time, and we're going to be talking to her here on the podcast pretty soon to get a little taste of um, what you can expect uh, when she's here. We're, I'm also reading Lando's Luck by Justina Ireland. This is, uh, well, a Star Wars book by Justina Ireland, who also is going to be on the podcast here, so keep a listen out for that. Yeah, but this is Lando from the Solo movie. It is. And he's got that dumb robot who's not funny yeah at all sorry do you think that robot's funny there are moments that i think are funny but i do think it's too much i think it's too much and tone deaf look the thing is if the old l neil smith's lando books he has this like super sentient droid that hangs out with him so i think they reference those novels so much in that movie that i mm. thought that they were doing kind of an homage but mm. the one in the old books does not want to sleep with lando but that's the main difference. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Lando's luck. And finally, Green Arrow, Hunt for the Red Dragon, the penultimate volume of Mike Grell's run on uh, Green Arrow. Does this so. have anything to do with either Hunt for the Red October, Hunt for Red October, sorry, Hunt for Thank Red you. October, or the movie slash book Red Dragon, the Hannibal Lecter Manhunt no. book? Nothing to do with either. Okay. Sorry. Well, it's the Red Dragon. I know. Did you ever see the movie Manhunt? Brian no. Cox plays... Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter. Lecter. Oh at no! The I beginning. Uh-huh. So Silence of the Lambs, if anything, is a sequel. Interesting. Because Manhunt takes place first. But don't they? Didn't they remake Manhunt with, with uh, Ed Norton Hopkins? And they called it Red Dragon. Okay, right. Got That's it. where I come in. Yes. Okay. With I'm with you now. All right. Took I've only ever seen Silence of the Lamb and Manhunt. But Manhunt was on TV. I haven't seen a Scared single a little bit. one of these. Scared things. me a little bit. But also, I thought the soundtrack was cool. Yeah. It was very 80s. Oh. Very 80s and synth. Okay. At one point, like the, the main guy, who's played by Edward Norton in the second movie, uh-huh. he's just looking out the window while it's raining, and he sees a reflection, and he's like talking to the killer that he can't find, mm. and that synth music's playing. He's like, where are you? Wow. What are you thinking? It's okay. like... That sounds intense. Yeah. All right. Shall we move into some book news? What are your thoughts on Blade Runner? Uh, <laughs> I don't really care about the original. All right, that was it. Why Why did you ask me that? I don't know. I just wanted to hear you insult Blade Runner. Oh. Maybe make some enemies today. That's it? <laughs> wow, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I never watched the new one. Did you watch the Ryan Gosling one? No. Was it good? <laughs> Nick and Eric the award. So I'm going <laughs> to read about the Audi Awards. Oh, yeah. All this right, is so the this car is award? No. The Audi is the most reliable vehicle <laughs> on the road in 2020. 25th annual, the 2020 Audi Awards put out by the Audio Publishers Association. Here are the winners. Mm-hmm. For audio drama, we have Angels in America by Tony Kushner. Angels in America. <laughs> <laughs> Read by Andrew Garfield, Nathan Lane, and Susan what? Brown, Denise Gao, and a full cast. Listen, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 2 right now. Yeah. And some of the cast from the original Disney movies show up, but they could not apparently get Nathan Lane. Oh. And I thought he just did I thought he just yeah. did whatever work came his way. They could get the original Pumbaa, yeah. but they couldn't get Nathan Lane. And the old Timon and Pumbaa show only sometimes was Timon voiced by Nathan Lane. What? I don't know. Audiobook of the Year. Big oh. one. Big one. The Only Plane in the Sky mm. by Garrett M. Graff. An oral history of 9-11. Read by Holter Graham and a full cast. I don't know who Holter Graham is. 
Oh, he's a big audiobook <laughs> reader. Uh-huh. Audi- autobiography slash memoir. I listen to my audiobooks. <laughs> Becoming, <laughs> Becoming by Michelle Obama, read by Michelle Obama. Hey. Best female narrator went to Marin, Ireland for the book Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson. Hmm. Best male narrator went to Robert Bathurst for Louise Penny's The Kingdom of the Blind. The Kingdom of the Blind. Best fantasy audiobook Ooh. went to The Ten Thousand Doors of January by mm. Alex Harrow, read by January Lavoy. I have listened to books read by January Lavoy, and she always does a nice job. She mm. read a lot of the Mary Higgins Clark, that sort of ah, thing. Ah, okay. My wife loved this book, actually, as well. Mm. Uh, City of Girls. She's just a big fan of Doors. Well, yeah. City of Girls for Best Fiction. This is mm-hmm. by Elizabeth Gilbert and read by Blair Brown. City of Girls. I think that every time. Uh, History and Biography went to American Moonshot by Douglas Brinkley and read hmm. by Stephen Graybill. Mm-hmm. More Bedtime Stories for Cynics is the winner in Humor. This is an Audible original presented by Nick Offerman. And finally, uh, Literary Fiction and Classics went to Ta-Nehisi Coates' novel, The Water Dancer, read by Joe Morton. Hold me close, the water dancer. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know the rest. Would you like to hear any of the young adult w- winners? Sure. Eric? Hit okay. me with them. Middle grade went to Charlotte's Web as read by Meryl Streep. Oh, right. And a full cast. Mm-hmm. Narration by the author or authors went to Elizabeth Acevedo for With the Fire on High. We oh, did yeah. a whole spotlight on Poet X for Poetry Poet Month X. with Malik the last poet year. So you can go X. listen to that. Yeah. It's um, impossible to I have parents is the lesson I got from that book. Sci-Fi went to Emergency Skin by N.K. Jemisin mm. read by Jason Isaacs of Star Trek Discovery fame. Oh, right. And short story collections went to Joe Hill's Full Throttle, read by Zachary Quinto, Will Wheaton, Kate Mulgrew, and many others. Jason Isaacs, isn't he also uh, Orn, Ocean Master? No. Who am I thinking of? Mm. (laughs) Yeah, what is that guy's name? Don't know. It's not that. Jason Isaacs is also like Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter. Okay. Other things. I'll tell you in a second. Thank you. Oh, boy. Thriller and Suspense went to The Institute by Stephen King, read by Santino (laughs) Fontana. Here it is. Young listeners, the winner was The Pigeon Has to Go to School, written and read by Mo Willems, and the young adult winner, hey kiddo, by Jarrett J. Krasinka, read by Gene Birdsell, Richard Ferrone, and a full cast. <laughs> Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. That's it. All right. That's it for the Audi Awards. Uh, anything else in book news you care to talk about, my old friend? Uh, what are you asking me? Uh, what about the old uh, New York Times bestseller list? Buddy? Yeah, all right. What, what do we got? Number 10 is The Giver of Stars by Jojo Moyes. In Depression-era Kentucky, five women refuse to be cowed by men or convention as they deliver books. I was going to ask if being cowed means being harassed by cows. Yeah, I think it does. They're like, <laughs> like, no, please, I just want to deliver these books. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's so many cows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. All right. <laughs> I've been cowed. Yeah. Number nine, The Guardians by John Grisham. Colin Post, a lawyer and Episcopal minister, antagonizes some ruthless killers when he takes on a wrongful conviction case. His way to antagonize them? Cows. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't see that coming. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> you were way too in that Sorry. idea. Sorry. Number eight, A Long Petal of the Sea by Isabel Allende. A young pregnant widow and an army doctor take a ship to Chile to escape the aftermath of a Spanish civil war. Intense. Yeah. This is going to be a movie. Uh, yeah, you think? Yes. Okay. Right? Don't you think? It sounds like it. It just screams movie. It does. It's Every time you're just looking at the book, it's like, movie! Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> Number seven, uh, Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. Tumult and, shur- and, and Suze 
and and sewers and sues. You want to try it again? And sues. Tumult. Tumult and sues. Tumult and sewers and sues. Yeah. Tumult and sues. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. There you go. Oh no. Tumult and sues. Well, I think it's more like tumult too. Anyway, uh, problems arise when Alex Chamberlain's babysitter is mistakenly accused of kidnapping her charge. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. The Dutch house. And Patchett. Mm-hmm. Sibling relationship is impacted when the family goes from poverty to wealth and back again over the course of many decades. Like a sad yo-yo. Like Raging Bull. Huh. Rags to riches to yeah, rags story. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen Raging Bull? Or Rocky. Similar thing happens with Rocky. Yeah? Rocky Five. he's just training a street fighter. Terrible movie. No, I haven't seen Raging Wait. Bull. Like a street fighter? Not like, like Ryu, oh. if that's what you're thinking. No, no, or Ken not. Masters? No, it's not. All right, it's not. I'll never be able to beat Guile. Mm-hmm. Is that, are you doing Stallone? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> 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 that was bad, but it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Golden and Death by J.D. Robb, the 50th book in the Death series. Eve Dallas seeks... The sender of packages that give off toxic airborne fumes. Wow. Prime suspect, those darn cows. Pretty pretty serious. Yeah. You don't want to be cowed by a cow. <laughs> uh, number four, One Minute Out by Mark Greeny. The ninth book in the Gray Man series. Court Gentry. Gentry? Gentry. gentry. Like gentry. Yeah. Like yeah. the this English word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I appreciate the gentry. Yeah. What's gentry no, mean? No. What's it mean to be gentry? Uh it's like in in English, in old ye old English. It, yeah, I mean it's just somebody with like a good good social standing. Ah, uh, yes. You know. All right. Well court gentry. Oh, a member of the gentry is mm, you know. Yeah. Well I do appreciate the gentry. Yeah. You were quite gentry. No, that's wrong. That tree has a gentry feel about it. No. You're confusing it with gentle. Gentry. Gentle. <laughs> Different. Uh, count, court Gentry tries to stop the heed. Nope. You know what I did there? Let's just take this all from the beginning right now. Number 10. <laughs> no. Uh, court Gentry tries to stop the head of a group trafficking women and children. I don't know why I turned the word head into heed. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess all that Gentry talk probably <laughs> just got you in a very proper yeah, way. Yeah. No one would be like, you know what? That man's part of the gentry. Yeah. No, they, they would not pick up on it. that. No. Uh, the Silent Patience at number three, Alec McKillides. Theo Faber looks into the mystery of a famous painter who stopped speaking after shooting her husband. This thing has been here for 38 weeks, and it's moving up. Ooh. Like the Jeffersons. Uh, yeah. That's getting more and more dated, man. The Jeffersons? Yeah. They just did a live episode with Jamie Foxx, like, last year. All right. I'm just, I'm just saying. He screwed it up. Think about this. Yeah. 2000, the year 2000, yeah. was 20 years ago. I know when it was. And how old was the Jeffersons Jeffersons then? 20 years? 30 years? Now add 20 to that. It's a lot. Yeah. Dated. Yeah. But now it's becoming classic. It's like uh, an I Love Lucy reference. It, it's timeless now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two, something that maybe won't become a classic. American Dirt by Jenny Cummings. Unlikely A bookseller flees Mexico for the United States with her son while pursued by the head of a drug cartel. Number one, this person never has to work again. Never has to work again a day in their life. Where okay. the Crawdads Sings by Delia Owens. Yeah. They never have to write again. Nope. They can just buy their house in the Caribbean, just wait out their days in the sun, yep. in the surf. You're absolutely right. Quiet town in North Carolina coast, 1969. Young woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect and Delia Owens' bank account, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> the, uh, 77 <laughs> weeks here at number one. How many copies is that? A week. 
to stay at number one uh, for 77 weeks. People are still buying it. Yeah. So come to your local library. Yeah. Check it out. I wish Reese Witherspoon would promote anything I do. Yeah. I wish she would retweet me. That's Or yeah. be like, hey, check out his Twitch page. That makes total sense. It, yeah. It would just really help my She's got life. a big reach. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, if she's listening, maybe she will. You think so? Yeah. You think Reese Witherspoon's listening? Why Should not? We make Ev- fun of- Everybody's got to commute. That's <laughs> you know that's true. Should we I, say something good about Reese Witherspoon? I laughed a lot when I first saw Legally Blonde. Huh? I thought it was a funny movie at the time. I saw the one with Chris Pine. No, not the spy. <laughs> you don't movie. want me to say that. The spy for a spy. This okay. means war. No. Uh, the one with uh, you can't think of one nice thing to say about Reese Witherspoon. I can't think of a Reese Witherspoon movie that I've liked. No, Legally Blonde. I don't have any she's like a sweetheart i don't have any she attachments seems so nice. you like big little lies i like the book i didn't watch the show oh dang uh, reese witherspoon please please retweet me no, though you lost it you oh, lost no. it you lost it because you can't think about it tell everybody about my blog reese witherspoon please i have a youtube page stupid <laughs> tell them so about stupid. radio 64 reese witherspoon <laughs> <laughs> i need this all right is it was that it yeah that's the only movies like what about sweet home now alabama with josh was, lucas yeah that's okay what was number one again to that where the crawdads sing. Yeah, it was just crawdad. Okay. Yeah. That's All how right. we were talking about Reese Witherspoon. No, I know. But then we got so far away from it, I couldn't really remember. It's if that part, was it's, the... I mean, it's got the stamp. It just says Reese's Book Club. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm still kind of shocked that Reese Witherspoon was able to just be like, this is my book club pick. I did not realize that she had like a book club reach. Didn't I liked her on Friends. Reese Witherspoon. She played Rachel's sister on Friends. Uh-huh. I, did, I did think she was very funny on that. Okay. That's all. All right. You know what? I'm going to start an Eric's book club okay and i'm gonna we're gonna see some i'll join it pull there all right well you know what i have a i have a different kind of book club that you might want to participate in hmm go on it's a lonely hearts book club lonely was the song too i know we had a song so if uh if you're new to the podcast let me just fill you in on, on uh, some of the zany antics that happen here in the lonely hearts book club i run <laughs> i run a report and i find a book that's never circulated or it circulated so long ago that it predates the computer age yep and so at this point I mean, yeah it doesn't book. doesn't even count yeah think about this the year 2000 was 20 years ago yeah when do you think like the computer age started i think this library digitized in about 2002 so <laughs> <laughs> That's later than you thought, isn't it? Yeah. I was hoping you were going to say like the 80s. I know. Yeah. But all right. Well, then there you go. Yep. <laughs> anyway, I find a book that has no that known circulation. Apart. And we take a look at it and we decide, you know, was yeah. this just missed? Mm-hmm. Does it deserve? Nick and I have both used this book club once or twice to read a book yeah. from it. I read yeah. uh, The Wolfen. Yeah. I read Harry's Last Tax Cut <laughs> and had a crazy time with that yeah. book. Did, Did you read another one too? I read Blake's Therapy. But didn't you read... You read Blake's Therapy. Well, no, I, I Didn't you read remember. the one with uh, Nixon and... I read uh, a bunch of Nixon Carver, yeah. yeah. I don't think I sat down and read the whole okay. thing. But I think Harry's Last Tax Law is the only one that I've ever actually, like, really knuckled down and read. Mm-hmm. Just the Wolfen for you, right? Gosh, maybe. I, I feel we'll, like there was something else. I guess we'll have to see how this next one goes, because right. my selection for today is Elvis, Live at Five, a novel. <laughs> 
So on the cover, we have a very, like... Goodness. What do you think about this? Do you like this cover? No. Okay. You remember those, like, bad YA book covers yes. I brought up? Yes. That, that's what it looks like. Is this an adult book? It is an adult book, yes. So you've got... But John Paxson is the author. The cover has, like, a, a grainy... It looks like, you know, like it's an old TV or something. But a grainy-lined picture of Elvis Presley's eye and hairline. Mm-hmm. In, like, uh, green... What, what kind of font do you call this? Like, like an I mean, it looks like an alarm clock. clock. Yeah. I think it's trying to go for that like overclocked font that you find on a okay. on like a publisher now. But yeah, right. that's just if you if you've ever looked at an alarm clock, you've seen from this like font. the eighties. Yep. Yeah. All right. So this what this book is. Um, let me let me tell you let me tell and you. And it's that green. About it. Oh, the, the inside, inside cover is so green. green. So green. Original cover price twenty two ninety five. Original date of publication. 2002. This is one of the newer books that we've covered. This book came out. <laughs> I know. In 2002. And people just kept passing it. It looks like now, 1985. So we know then that that has never checked out. You're right. Yes. You're that right is official. That. In well, 18 years, it's I just feel set. It. Feel it. It is, it is the tightest it, binding. It is crisp. It is These pages are white. to stay closed. These are pure as the driven snow. Yeah. I feel very confident. The official all the books ruling is that this book has never even been leafed through. Wouldn't oh. you say? Yeah. It doesn't look like anyone is like, 18 huh. years. 18 years. This book mm-hmm. is old enough to go to war. That, think about that. Is wow. that true? 18. 18? Yeah. Okay. Look, that that book, that, can, that can cover. Can buy cigarettes? Not anymore. Okay. They raised the age, oh, that's I believe. Good. That right. was up to 21, right? Wow, okay. I think so. All right. I, I, anyway. How are they legal? How are cigarettes legal? I have legal? no idea. Um, I don't know. This book cover. Yeah. It's like, if this came out in 2002, this book cover is four years too late to what? doing that. Like, that is something you see on, like, a kid's, like, uh, like a Juve series in 1998. Yeah. Like, look out. Here come the reattachments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Elvis live at five. Hmm. First, they created the ultimate talk show host. What? Now, <laughs> Is now, this a Simone situation? What was that Al Pacino movie? <laughs> what was that Al Pacino movie know. where he made like the fake actress computer yeah. person you know it's yeah. simone right now all they need to do is create the ultimate news story elvis live at five is a riveting drama about the people and in this case a dead rock idol behind the news the novel takes place at a television station that accidentally finds itself on the cutting edge of information technology and what a dangerous place that, that turns out to be Nick Upton, news manager of KVGO-TV in Dallas, thought the newsroom was a jungle before his ruthless new boss took over. Then, a computer geek shows Nick how to boost the ratings, let a technologically advanced virtual Elvis have his own show. Soon, Elvis lives again for millions of viewers. But who controls Elvis? What was the colonel? When Elvis was alive, it was Colonel Tom Parker. Wouldn't let him do anything. Wouldn't let him go on tour. Uh-huh. Wouldn't let him have friends. <laughs> very, very controlling man. Villainous man. Mm-hmm. But anyway, who controls Elvis? And are those people at all interested in truth and broadcasting? Well, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> to what lengths will they go to to keep their profits rolling in? As Nick Upton fights for what he believes in, not only is his own life threatened, but so is the future of the truth as we know it. All right. A contemporary satire on Hollywood, Simone is the story of a delusional producer who creates the first totally believable believable synthetic actress, Simone. However, swept up by her instant success, including the major singing career, the producer cannot bear to admit his fraud to the world or himself. August 23rd, 2002. Wow. So neck and neck. Neck and neck. They were competing. (laughs) First edition, August 2002. 
right there. What is happening? Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like when everybody made penguin movies. Why? Why does my brain have space to remember the Al Pacino movie Simone? I don't know that I've never seen. It's a great pull, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> mm. Scathing. Funny and frighteningly close to the bone. Having low ratings. Elvis Live at Five is a brave preview of a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's a new fantastic point of view? Oh my gosh. Sorry. I All would right. say I have also seen the preview of this new world on TV in 2002 for the film Simone, starring Rachel Roberts as the character Simone. Simone. All right, from the back cover. Oh, oh well, huh. I've never seen this before. There's a special blurb in an all-black bar on the back that says, This book has not been authorized, endorsed, approved, or sponsored by the heirs, estate, or successors of Elvis Presley. Jeez. In case you thought this was an official, official Elvis, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Praise for John Paxson's Elvis Live at Five is a chilling, cautionary tale. John Paxson blends his insider's knowledge of broadcast journalism together with his obviously fertile imagination <laughs> to create a vivid, thought-provoking page-turner. Yeah, that is so from Mary Jane Clark, author of Let Me Whisper in Your Ear and the Key News series. Mm-hmm. So for a little context, it does make sense for Mary Jane Clark yeah. to give a blurb because she writes similar stuff, but probably right. better stuff. Not so original that Andrew Nicole didn't also do the same concept. In I mean, the, he, in the movie Simone. He wrote, directed, and produced Simone. Wow. So John Paxson was the vice president of Europe and bureau chief CBS News London, where he was responsible for news coverage of Europe, Africa, the Middle East, and South Asia. Hmm. What do you think about that? Okay. He was born in Minnesota. Yeah. Listen to this cast. Renona Ryder, Katherine Keener, and Evan Rachel Woods. It's not bad. For Simone? Yeah. Do you want to watch Simone? <laughs> Don't. Say the word. No. All right. Oh, my gosh. Jay Moore's in it? I'm oh, out. Oh, boy. I'm out. Oh, boy. I did kind of like the sitcom Gary Unmarried, and I'm not going to apologize well, for Well, I kind of liked the movie Polly as a kid. <sighs> about the parrot? Oh, yeah. Goes yeah. on an adventure. He With, what's her name? Haley Cat Eisenberg. The Pepsi girl. Yeah, the Pepsi girl. Yeah. Sister of Jesse Eisenberg. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She was also in Bicentennial Man. Yeah. I've wasted my life. I guess so. <laughs> you should <laughs> you should have played the little girl in Bicentennial Man. Jason Schwartzman's in this movie? London. Rebecca Romaine? Look, I guess I'm just gonna I'm I might end up watching Simone. All right. At a really low point in my life. It is dark and cold. This is this is kind of a prologue. London, January 11th. It is dark and cold this morning in London. Midwinter and a soft rain is smearing against the windows of the flat where I'm living. Smearing. Smearing. Yeah. Who doesn't love the word smearing? That's... The tide is in and the broad, muddy wash of the Thames is high. But no boats <gasps> are on the river yet. It's and too I early. A police, ca- a police car hurries across a bridge, its bright lights bouncing off the black water in a distorted slash of slanting blues and whites. I'm not digging this so far. Keep going. You, we're, we're in it. This is the segment. I know, I know, I know. But I Unless g- you want to talk about Simone some more. No, I don't. Simone some more. No. But I, I think that I'm could have s- been the sequel. I think I'm going to skip to chapter one. Oh, we, yeah. That was a prologue. Well, okay, okay. You start your prologue with the word smear? That's what I'm saying. It's not good, John Paxson. <laughs> okay, chapter one. It was a conversation with a dead movie star that got it all started. That's not a terrible first line. Mm. It's a little trite. Oh, there you go again. <laughs> there you go again. Mr. $2 word over there. The first time I ever laid eyes on Duncan Gelder, the man who was to loom so large in my own future, he was having a chat with Marilyn Monroe. And even though Marilyn had been dead for longer than most could remember, it wasn't a one-sided conversation. Marilyn was talking back. That's what stopped me, jarring me out of an otherwise normal day. If only I'd known then, had some hint. But life is seldom that generous. I... (laughs) 
I heard it as I was walking down the hallway towards the television newsroom. I was coming from it was coming from one of the small video editing rooms. I love you, Duncan Gelder. A woman's voice, breathy, sultry, somehow familiar. And I love you, a man's voice answering, tentative, a little nervous, but a man's voice, nevertheless. <laughs> the conversation was so odd and so out of place that I slowed to listen. I mean, hearing someone say they love you mm-hmm. is not that. Yeah. How out of place. I, uh, as I passed the door, the woman spoke again. Are you sure Duncan loves me? That was the line that got me. I knew that voice. Ooh. Everyone knew that voice. The problem was, as far as I knew, Marilyn Monroe was still quite dead. Everybody knows Marilyn Monroe's voice? No. Uh, do an impression of Marilyn Monroe. No. Why? Uh, Duncan <laughs> loves you more than love itself. Isn't it just kind of like breathy? Yeah, it's like sultry. I, if, if you played a clip of Marilyn Monroe in Some Like It Hot right now, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you that I just heard Marilyn Monroe. I think, no, but I think if they played like Happy Birthday, Mr. President or some, yeah, something right, iconic, what, yeah, maybe. Sure. But I think normally you would just assume somebody's doing mm-hmm. a, a take on that, like a breathy, yeah. like Hollywood 50s yeah. bombshell. You know what's an iconic line? What? I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. That's pretty that's good. Pretty, that's pretty that's good line. That's pretty good. <laughs> Duncan loves you more than love itself. The man was saying, Marilyn purring. How much just, is that? Are we just reading about a guy having an affair with a computerized Marilyn Monroe right now? Maybe. Not having a good time myself. I eased open the edit bay door. In the dim blue light, a large man with a thick neck and ratty thinning hair. Yeah, of course. Had his arms out wide, an ice cream bar in one hand. What? What he are was, we reading? I don't know. He was talking to a television set this much, he was saying. Duncan Gelder loves you this much. Marilyn Monroe was gazing back from the screen, her eyes dancing, her mouth drawn into a half smile. Ooh, I like that. Her eyes dancing? Have you seen some like it hot? She can barely keep her eyes open. She puckered her her red lips and blew a wet kiss. That's for my baby, Duncan. This guy's way too descriptive. Friend of yours, I said quietly. The man's large bulk jerked in surprise, and he fumbled at the buttons on the console in front of him, freezing Marilyn's image on the screen. He swiveled around awkwardly in the chair, a startled expression on his face. Mm -hmm. His T-shirt had bits of chocolate on it. Mm -hmm. Interesting conversation, I offered. Marilyn Monroe, he said, hunching his shoulders uncomfortably towards the television set and blinking his thyroidal eyes. Maybe when Wayne Knight actually reads these lines, it'll be funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know it will be funnier when that happens. Do you think that kind of automation is cheap or easy? I want to find... I just want to find Elvis dialogue. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you you knew it was it? Was it talking about peanut butter banana sandwiches? No. <laughs> Chapter 8. <laughs> Hello, my name is Elvis. Okay, of course. Yeah, I wonder why the you sta- want... Yeah. The stagehand peered uncertainly <laughs> into the camera, his bearded face tattooed with red-lighted squares from the projector in front of him. My mama back home in Tennessee sent me this letter. Cut. That's your best Elvis? Cut it. I wasn't doing an Elvis. Well, you better... You need to. Okay. Yeah. Cut. Cut it. <laughs> I stared at the man, feeling an unreasonable anger at his inability to pretend to be someone else. Elvis isn't from Tennessee. Where'd you get that? The stagehand squirmed on the wooden stool. Man, I wasn't even born. Next. Felicity, the assignment editor with a quarterback in her past, stepped forward from a small knot of newsroom people. Her hair was ginger red this week. She grinned self-consciously and tugged at her short black skirt as she climbed into the stool, crossing her legs demurely and hooking a high heel over a wooden rung. I patted her on the shoulder. Okay, Felicity, it's just an audition. You okay? The woman nodded nervously. Felicity's up next. So I guess maybe they're just doing impressions of Elvis I Presley. Guess, yeah, at this oh, point. Yeah. 
we're hiring Nick here to be Elvis. To be Elvis, yeah. yep. Ooh, yep. thank you very much. Okay. I can't do an Elvis Presley impression. All right, let's see. All right, I'm jumping a little forward. Hey, okay. what would Elvis Presley say if like, he was on a surfboard, but the wave that was coming was too big? <laughs> oh, that's a big honka honka wave. <laughs> Is that what you're looking for? Something thank like you, that? Something like All that. Right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's a whopper. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I think I got to the Hold on, little mama. Oh, come on now. We're going to ride this <laughs> wave out. <laughs> Do the monkey. <laughs> well, now it's just Johnny Bravo. Well, what do you want from me? I'm a dancer, romancer. <laughs> Man, I'm pretty. Back in the control room, Jolene readjusted her headset. Ready animation, she said. Ready cameras one through five. Ready, Elvis remote one. <laughs> Let's make sure we get this it right, everybody. All and right. <laughs> three, two, one. Take music, take animation. The sounds of Heartbreak Hotel filled the darkened control room as a montage of Elvis photos flooded across the screen. And fade music, said Jolene. Q announcer, a man's deep voice from KVGO. It's Elvis Presley. And ready to cue Elvis? Jolene's voice was flat and unhurried. And ready camera one and take camera one. In front of her, the living, breathing face of Elvis Presley filled the screen. Hey there, folks, said Elvis. It's real good to see you all again. And ready two, said the director. And take two. Under his voice, and so no one could hear her, Jolene looked at the screen and whispered, Welcome back. Because <laughs> Elvis is back. Uh-huh. What do you think? Yeah, it's weird. This is, <laughs> it feels like a really bad book. On Goodreads, it has a rating of 2.25 Ooh, out of a total of four ratings. Oh, wow. <laughs> not a well-read book, I guess. No though. one this has deemed to give this a review. Okay. Just you got three two stars, and then uh, in 2009, I got a three star review hey. to bump it up to 2.5. <laughs> oh, 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 pretty good. I don't think this, I think this would have been like weird and dated in 2002. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I think we would have all been like, let's just go see Simone. Let's just go watch the movie Simone. Yeah. I think <laughs> this was, I mean, this cover, you're right about this cover. Mm-hmm. It, I can't believe it's like a big hardcover release. Who published this? Thomas Dunn Books. I mean, they, oh, it's St. Martin's Press. St. Martin's Press. Yeah, it's That's it's legit. crazy dated for 2002. This, I mean, it looks like crud. It would have looked like this green is absolutely horrendous. I mean, you're, you're not supposed to judge a book by a cover, but I feel like this cover gives you a pretty good yeah. idea what you're going to get. I agree. Why Why the green? I don't know. Why not red? I don't know. Why not? Why would you? I mean, why are you doing in this weird like alarm clock font yeah. too? I don't understand that. Why not like something to do with Elvis? I, yeah, I think I would have leaned into the Elvis a little bit more than... yeah. I'm sure the cover art killed it. And even the spine. Look at no. that spine. Would Listen, you ever pick August that up? 2002, I was turning 16. I didn't care about this stuff anyway. Okay. I, I In oh. 2002, gosh, what we we just had Spider-Man that summer. Yeah. We just had Attack of the Clones. Some of All Fears. Men yeah. in Black 2, yeah. the Powerpuff Girls movie. I was seeing that. I never saw that. I saw Men in Black 2 and Powerpuff Girls the same day. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention to you the Elvis fiction that you should be reading. The Blue suede clues. Yes. <laughs> Daniel Klein's Elvis Presley mystery series, where Elvis Presley himself becomes a reluctant sleuth. And yep. the titles include 2000's Kill Me Tender. Mm-hmm. 2002's, so this came out when this book it came out. It was competing, yeah. Blue suede clues. <laughs> uh, book three from 2003, Viva Las Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And finally, book four from 2004, mm-hmm. Such Vicious Minds. Yeah. I think they were caught in a trap. Yeah. All right. Couldn't walk out. Those are genuinely a Good. lot of fun. Yeah. They are a lot of fun to read. Mm-hmm. So go find Daniel Klein's uh, Elvis mm-hmm. Presley mystery series. Um, but I, I'm going to say, I mean, I think 
Elvis uh, live at five is probably a, I think the people of Wellsville mm-hmm. made the right choice. What if in letting that Al lie. Pacino was playing the guy in charge of this as well? Obviously, I would see it. Yeah, obviously, I would. Yeah, I saw Jack and Jill <laughs> in theaters. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, why wouldn't you say that you saw the Irishman in theaters? That sounds more artistic. Well, it does, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Like, if Al Pacino yeah. was the star of this, I probably yeah. would have seen it because of... Yeah. I was even, um, Yeah. W- what would Elvis sound like if he was driving down the highway, like an empty highway, okay. but he got a flat tire, and he doesn't have a spare? Oh, man. That popped. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to patch that up with a little fried peanut butter and nana. Mash it right in oh, there. Oh, man. That popped. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So, if you decide if yeah. you decide that you want to check out Elvis is Live at Five by John Paxton, it will be here down uh-huh. in the stacks at the David A. Howe Public Library here in Wellsville, New York. So, I, I yeah, I, you know, and if you do read it, if you've ever read it, or if you are John Paxton, <laughs> please contact us at all the all the book show and tell yeah. us, you know, just what was going through your mind. Yeah. What, what were you thinking? We've had this book since two thousand two. Use a little love. I can make you a solemn promise. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm the director of this library, <laughs> Elvis Live at Five will be here. Yeah, I'm surprised on the you shelf. haven't moved it upstairs on the, the shelf. Put a little news sticker on yeah. it. You should right. do that. You should bring it upstairs, put a news sticker on it, and see what happens. Oh yeah, just good idea. Blow people's minds. Now it might seem retro. <laughs> right now it kind of looks like you yeah. know, like a fun sci-fi. Yeah, Eighteen but. years. No, it's the crispest pages you'll ever see. Yeah, it's like it's really true. It's wonderful. It's really true. All right. Well, in in real news, in library news, I want to mention that rock band Harry and the Potters are going to be mm-hmm. here on March twenty fourth. They're so going to be playing a uh, uh, little less conversation. No, that's Elvis. Hound Dog. No, you're thinking of Elvis. Jailhouse Rock. You're thinking of Elvis. So uh, if if you're a fan, come on down. We'd we'd love to have you. And if you want to hear more about Harry Potter, all you have to do is dive into the uh, all the books archives for episode ninety eight, Harry Potter and the Podcasters Spotlight. You mm-hmm. can that find was a pretty good title, right? It was a great title, Podcaster yeah. Spotlight. Brilliance. It's it was like brilliant. It's like yeah. enough of an awkward title to feel like a Harry Potter title. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyway, join us for Harry and the Potters on March 24th. We hope, mm-hmm. you, we hope you can see you there. Yeah. And remember, we've got Susan Wiggs coming at the end of April mm-hmm. for National Library Week. So stop in and check out her books. Join mm-hmm. us for a book club. Hope uh, hope you'll join us for that we as well. We also have uh, Elvis Presley himself coming. But he'll no. only be there digitally. Oh. So don't... I a mean, live at it's five like situation. A, yeah, it's like a Skype call. Do you have a favorite Elvis movie that you want to share with the, with the people? His cameo in Walk the Line. Oh, okay. All right. My my real favorite Elvis movie, yeah. Change of Habit. Oh, okay. Elvis and Mary I Tyler be Blue Moore. Hawaii. Pretty good. Uh, Blue Hawaii has Angela Lansbury in it. Hmm. So there's that. Um, I mean, Viva Las Vegas, also really good. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite Elvis song? I know you don't much care about Burn Elvis, love. but Burn in Love. Mm-hmm. It's a good choice. Ha! What was that? That was the hunk of hunk of Burn in Love. Ha! Okay, yeah, I yeah. remember now. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week on the Elder the Book Show. Anything guess, else you want to add? I guess uh, Lilo and Stitch would be my favorite Elvis movie. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. Yours is, is probably Rockadoodle. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rockadoodle. I love Rockadoodle. <laughs> All right. We'll see. He's you next a country time. singer. Yeah, it's Glenn Campbell voice voice uh, Rockadoodle. So it, but he he dresses like Elvis. Yeah. No, he's a country singer. Yeah, but I mean, he's he st- kind of starts that way, but he ends up very like seventies Elvis. Okay, now you can say goodnight. Rockadoodle. Tell everybody about my blog. Reese with a spoon, please. I have a YouTube page. <laughs>